We get the best of both worlds. I've always been clear that we could make a success of no deal. Je reviendrai vers vous comme je m'étais engagé. I would you know you you in a second. Nearly 8.44, and Che Hyung Ju is here, on the pulse as ever. Good morning. Good morning. Internal strife continues to plague the Barumire party. Its chairman says that the floor leader is losing his post, but the floor leader says he's not. Well, for once, the LKP is shining right now because its uh, floor leader situation seems pretty <laughs> clear. It's going to pick a new one early yes. next week. But the minor... Uh, opposition Conservative Party, the Barumere Party camp, seems to be a very different story. Tell us more. Yes. Well, the minor uh, opposition Barumere Party's Ethics Commission has derived, uh, deprived floor leader Oshinwan's party membership, which holds his role as floor leader. Leader as he is preparing to launch a new party. Well, BP Chairman Sonakyu sent out an official document to National Assembly's chairman on Monday that the party constitution and regulations the party has stripped O of his post as floor leader and vice floor leader Lee Dong Sub would be the acting floor leader. However, it's been business as usual for O. On Tuesday, he held a regular policy conference and met with reporters and said the uh, Ethics Commission's measures are not legally binding. And he has made it clear that he will continue his post as the floor leader. So different interpretations. Uh, how does it work technically, the situation? Well, some view that Oshinwan is no longer floor leader as the decision has been made via party's ethics commission under a proper process. But he still has the official seal that represents the leadership of the party. So unless he returns the seal, he still holds the post. And even the National, Assembly's, uh, National Assembly cannot barge in as its chairperson cannot interfere with internal conflicts of the parties. So it would have to recognize the person who holds the official seal and that person would be technically the floor uh, leader of the party. What if someone was to give you the seal, Youngju? Would you be the floor leader then? I wouldn't mind. <laughs> really? Are you sure? <laughs> Careful what you wish for, the way things have been going in the last few months. Um, There is deep division within the party. Yes. Uh, well, the division within the party emerged back in April over the fast-tracking of a set of dispute reform bills at the National Assembly. Well, critics say that it's Chairman Soon's attempt to control, take the control of the passage of the fast-track bill, an election reform to stamp out the side effects of the two-party system. But Oh has been urging Soon from the left-leaning faction to step down to reform the party. Well, Soon and the decision to dismiss his fellow standing committee member, Oh Jin-hwan, Uh, in order to pass the fast track, has stirred up a legal controversy. And also this week, we've seen the High Court rule in favour of the Korean antitrust regulator of a record 1 trillion won, or 864 million US dollars, for a fine against US chipmaker Qualcomm Inc. Can you give us those details? Sure. Uh, on Wednesday, Seoul High Court rejected Qualcomm's bid to reverse a uh, $1 trillion one fine for abusing its market dominance in mobile communication markets. Well, just to give you some background first, while well, Qualcomm is the world's largest 
uh, supplier for mobile phone chips and has profits from a business segment that invents technologies and licenses them. Well, its chips are essential components in many mobile devices, and it's a top supplier to Korean smartphone makers, uh, Samsung Electronics and LG Electronics, and also uh, for Apple uh, Incorporation. Well, back in 2016, Korea Fair Trade Commission decided to impose a fine on Qualcomm as it had abused its dominant market position in 3G and 4G cellular modems, which managed the connection between smartphones and cell towers. Well, Qualcomm took the case to the Seoul High Court in February 2017, and the court judged that the company laid out unreasonable business conditions. Well, FTC has said Qualcomm refused to offer its patent rights to chipset makers and forced them to sign unfavorable contracts that demanded they report business information to Qualcomm. So the FTC says this ruling is meaningful as it acknowledged that Qualcomm's patent license business model was unfair. This battle between the FTC here and Qualcomm dates back a decade, doesn't it? Yes, that's right. Well, back in 2009, the FTC issued an order for corrective action and imposed 270 billion won in penalties after concluding the company carried out unfair sale of its modern chips to Samsung and LG Electronics. Well, Qualcomm immediately initiated procedures to appeal the decision, and in January of this year, the Supreme Court sided uh, for the most of the part with the FTC, remanding the case to Seoul High Court with orders to review. And after 10 years, the ruling was ultimately finalized in May when Qualcomm dropped its case. So a hearing on FTC sanctions imposed in 2016 resulted in a first-ever court ruling on last Wednesday. And so now the response from Qualcomm? Well, the company said that it would appeal the ruling to the Korea Supreme Court. And this is a setback for Qualcomm as it battles customers over royalties and antitrust violations around the world. And this includes an ongoing case brought by the U.S. Federal Trade Commission. Uh, however, some view that this ruling will not really affect or weaken Qualcomm's status in the market. Well, this is because we're heading into the 5G era and Qualcomm is one of very few companies that can manufacture 5G modem chips and telecom companies will still have to rely on the uh, company's products regardless of its unfair business practice. Now, um, Christmas is just about here and we've got cold weather. Many people will be looking to escape the cold weather and have a nice uh, warm Christmas. I don't think I've ever had a warm Christmas. Have you, Hyungju? Well, I lived in India. Okay. Well, I suppose you didn't always travel to a cold country then over Christmas time. Is it strange? Um, not really. You're I mean, not planning to No, travel? no. I, I, I don't have any plans to celebrate Christmas in a warm environment. But uh, I, I know many people from Australia and, and the like who, uh, who say that it's a very nice way to spend Christmas. True. Um, the reason we're talking about this at all is that uh, sunny and warm Southeast Asian countries are particularly popular destinations at this time of year. And the Korea Consumer Agency has warned travellers to watch out when they buy souvenirs, which is also a very natural thing to do when you're abroad. Right. Well, on Tuesday, Korea Consumer Agency released its safety test results on 32 food, cosmetics and other products that are sold at shopping centers for group tourists in Southeast Asia. Well, 10 out of 32 products had iron powder and bacteria beyond domestic safety level. Well, three noni fruit uh, powder products, which is popular among tourists for its health benefits, uh, contained iron powder 25 times the safety level. And six honey products contained hydroxymethyl furfural, or 
known as HMF, which is one of the most commonly monitored parameters for freshness and the authenticity of the honey. And these products had uh, HMF 27 times the safety standard level. And another popular product known for its numerous health benefits, calamansi juice, which had Uh, bacteria 45 times the safety level. Well, there were also some cosmetic products that contained illegal or unethical contents. So there are certain products then that the Korea Consumer Agency is recommending travelers either avoid or just are very cautious about buying. Yes. Uh, While the agency was conducting these tests, um, it was difficult to identify the origin of some wild honey products as they did not have any label on them. And travelers need to pay extra attention when they purchase wild honey, especially from Nepal, which is banned uh, here in South Korea. They are contaminated with uh, grayana toxins, which can cause blurred vision, intoxication, poisoning, cardiac disorders, and even death. But so you could say, oh, let's just avoid things that you actually consume. But uh, even some of the jewelry has been problematic. Yes, true. So um, uh, three out of five pearl rings had lead over 260 times and nickel 12 times the safety standard level. And one of five uh, latex pillows were not 100% natural as it claimed to be. And in addition to that, two out of six letter purses examined by the agency were made with recycled leaflets. That might please some vegan activists who'd rather see recycled leaflets used to make purses than... uh than the, the, the skin of animals. But um, I've had that problem even in Korea with latex. I had a, a discussion with a manufacturer when I was thinking I was buying natural latex. Mm. I've looked at the it label closely when it arrived. Yes. But anyway, to the manufacturer's credit, they swapped it for natural latex later. So point is, you have to be cautious whenever you're buying products, especially if you're spending any amount of money. But what's the agency doing about this particular Southeast Asia travel issue? Yes. um, Korea Consumer Agency has requested Ministry of Culture, Sports and Tourism to provide a standard information on overseas travel packages. And it has also advised Korea Association of Travel Agents to guide tourists to shopping centers that sell products which have passed Korean safety standards. And plus, um, the agency warns the travelers to pay extra attention when purchasing products as Korean and local safety standards vary in different countries. Now, this is also the time of year when lots of people are buying calendars. Yes. I I find it too... uh, I can't think about a 2020 calendar until right at the end of the month and maybe even early January, but um, people are being given an extra motivation because these calendars are kind of um, racy (laughs) or at least... uh, They're certainly appealing to some people. Some firefighters and police officers have volunteered, devoting their time to produce and market calendars, army officers volunteering as well. But their calendar sale was stopped. What happened? Well, 30 military officers volunteered to publish 2020 calendar to raise money for charity work to help those soldiers who have been injured during their military operations and and bereaved families of fallen soldiers. Uh, Last month, they started selling the calendar with photos showing off their muscular bodies. And just within a day, over 150,000 people watched a video clip promoting this charity calendar when it was posted online. And it did definitely gain much attention that not only the people here in Korea, but also people from overseas booked in advance to purchase this calendar. Yeah, it popped up in my social media without me even 
searching for it. So they were doing a very good job promoting it. But what was the problem? Why did the army headquarters ban its sale, citing a problem with the uniform? Yes, that's well, right. Were they wearing much uniform? Well, they were wearing it, but uh, part of their body was revealing. And apparently... Uh, a lot of their body was revealing. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry to jump in. But well, a lot of six-packs and pecs on show. Not a lot. It was part of their body. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they have been ordered by the uh, army headquarters the, to change these photos to another one with soldiers uh, in different uniform, combat uniforms. So reportedly, uh, reportedly, this volunteer project by the army officers had not gone through a proper official process for an approval in advance by the army headquarters. So it's been under an approval process and reviewed by its regulations. So now this calendar will go back on sale online starting from next Monday and the entire sales revenue will be donated for charity. Well, hopefully it doesn't hurt the whole charitable aspect of this. It would have been nice if um, common sense had prevailed in the first place. True, but I think because of this controversy, people will pay more attention to this. Well, thanks for bringing further publicity to it then, Youngju. And good to have you here. Thank you. Che Youngju, bringing us on the pulse. uh, And we talked about the fact that it's just about Christmas, whether you'll be spending Christmas... uh, in a very cold country or not may depend on your own plans but if you are here in seoul there is something to look forward to seoul city's gearing up to shine bright with thousands of light bulb decorations ready for the 2019 seoul christmas festival beginning next friday with its opening ceremony at Chang'e Plaza, the annual event lighting up along from Chang'e Chan Stream, from Chang'e Plaza, all the way through to Jangtongyo Bridge, and will run every evening until January 1st. Under the theme of Walking Through Lights with Santa, visitors to the festival can enjoy LED light decorations, Santa Village, Dream Castle, and so on. Should be a lot of fun every evening. Uh, also a two-hour long Christmas Grand Fiesta from 6pm at the plaza. And you can find out more at soulcf.com, just soulcf. And that's our show for today. We'll be back on Monday from 7 o'clock. And stay with us next. Got Nasuyan on the way.